This is Fam Electric Ghost, and we are live on our Facebook, Twitch, and YouTube channels with Kendra Black from New York City. And uh, we're, we're going to have her introduce some stuff that she's working on. This is the first time we've had her on the video podcast, but she's been on the audio program for many last two years. And we've been out here as a podcaster for uh, since 2018. So we've been three years doing it, and now we're doing this video version. And we're glad to have Kendra on the show. Thank you so much for having me. We're going to watch two teasers of the projects that I'm about to release um, next week. On the 10th, it's going to be the video of the single that uh, brought me the most streams last year, Hasla, featuring rapper Spice One. And then uh, the day after, on Friday the 11th, it's going to be uh, the release of the remix of the song and the video of that remix. And I'm very excited. Okay, so we're going to go with the first version of the main version of Hessler, and then we'll do the re- Cool. Strike a match, I won't feel it, baby. Cause every day I wake up and I catch. Every day I wake up, catch. Every day I wake up and I catch. And when I come up, it's on the G-Fuel. And I hustle till I'm making my Hello, I'll be back. That was a, just a preview because this is a teaser. So, yes. Yeah. So, yeah. So that's a project that you had the first uh, version of it, and we're just showed a, a minor teaser of it. But um, so the other song is is a different variation on it. So what, who who did the remix? Well, it's the well, it's the that was the video for the main single that's already out, and then. There's the video of the remix that's going to be out on Friday the 11th. That's, that's what that was. The main version, that's not a remix. That's an actual, the real. Well, the, piece of the video of the main single, yes. Yeah. And so the other song is going to be the, the remix. So we're going to go into that now. Main program again, and so yeah, we we seem to have a little bit of a glitch problem today. I don't know <laughs> bandwidth, everybody's home because of COVID stuff, but um, we try to do our best. But um, yeah, we'll just talk. We'll talk more about what you're actually doing in music since the last time we talked to you. Uh, I think one of the things that's really big since the last time is that you you've got Emerald Sound, and maybe you want to talk about that and talk about you know you've been touring and lots of other things. I know you've been working. Definitely. Uh, first, I'm going to start by talking about the videos that we just saw. So the story behind the videos is basically um, the the fact that in music, we can't really like um, 
talk about what's going on behind the scenes and it's often an industry that makes us feel like we have to be somebody else on the surface to please others and uh and to do our thing which is obviously very false so in the videos i kind of used imaging and um the idea of the tape on the mouth and uh the difference between the outside of the mansion in the main video and then the inside of the mansion um and then um the, the crazy club vibes in the second video to express that and uh to basically basically show how nothing that's um, shown on the surface is usually exactly the same inside. Uh, and I kind of like use the spookiness and, uh, and the creepiness of the tape to kind of, to kind of, um, you know, um, convey that idea. So the reason why these videos are important in, uh, in the next um, releases that I'm going to have and the work that I'm going to have is that I've been premiering uh, them uh, at my late latest shows, like um, the Miami Festival that I played at in March by uh, Synchro Events. It was the first edition of Synchro Fest, uh, which I really enjoyed playing at. Um, and all these other underground raves where I find myself uh, being able to play, which is a real blessing right now in the times we live in. And I really wanted to put out some work that reflected more of who I am compared to um, other work in the past that was a lot of fun and, and, and I put a lot of myself into, but that was very sugar-coated compared to what, I, um, what I'm really about, which I'm more about, you know, um, underground, uh, spookier, um, darker things a little bit um so yeah so that's what i've been working on uh, the songs are being released through the label of uh, my company emerald sounds and uh distributed through um the services i have through the company as well and uh yes i think that's exciting i remember when we talked back when you did rude and you had that video and it had that vibe um but this is kind of like now you're you're doing dj work that you were like singer songwriter, you know, before, and now you're doing the actual performance. Well, I wouldn't call it uh, doing the actual performance compared to before. It's very, it's, it's two very different ways of uh, of performing. Um, I'm singing uh, a lot right now and trying a lot of experimental things with my voice. It's it's very different from what I used to do with my voice, but uh, the singing component of it is uh, very strong and, and will always be the main one. Uh, now, the fact that I added the the, the, the controller in my sets um, was, um, was something incredibly inspiring because I'm able to create my own uh, tracks almost by, you know, mixing in all these songs that I can then sing on top of, which is um, some a sort of freestyle that not everybody can do or has ever like tried to do uh the way i do it um you see a lot of people that kind of like talk over their tracks or or you know sing little little snippets uh or raps and things you know but um but it's different from uh from the live elements that i that i bring to the shows so uh yeah we'll see uh how things evolve but as of right now i'm i'm very motivated to combine the acoustic um elements of um you know live music and and singers and and you know human sounds with the the the, the machine made electronic sounds of electronic music which we also love well i think it's just like an interesting hybrid because a lot of times like you said you'll you'll see a dj or like a dead mouse or like a marshmallow but they're not mm -hmm. a singer like yourself and you, you yeah it's different <laughs> Kind of like, you know, how drummers, like a Phil Collins was a drummer who could mm -hmm. sing. And that was like a big kind of different thing because 
you know, Don Henley was a drummer who could sing, but there's not that many people who are drummers who actually can sing. Um, sure. And so I think being a DJ that actually has the kind of voice you have and you're, you're able to perform as if you were, you know, in the same way vocally that you would if you were just standing in front of the crowd being a lead singer, but then you're able to be like a music director or a DJ or a modern like techno producer, EDM type of person and, and actually control your mix, control your beats. And, yeah, and no, that, definitely. <laughs> that's definitely a really cool thing if you think about it. Is that it's kind of pushing things forward. In, yeah, in a way. Well, thank to you. Have, to have somebody that has that, that skill set because it's probably hard, you know, in my mind, where I compare it to the drummer, it's very hard to kind of play and, and sing. You know, anybody who's ever been a singer that plays <laughs> guitar or piano, you understand that kind of, cause you can just focus vocally as a singer and not do anything else. Um, yeah. But to have to do like what you're doing on the controllers and do your voice, I think that that's a different level of skill. Thank you. Yeah, it's definitely a lot of coordination. But uh, when when it's the right moment, like to sing, and or or you know when there's something that you're doing, you're transitioning into another song, or singing on top of a drop, or dropping a track, like everything kind of like goes in sync if you are really feeling it. So that's the beauty of it. How you know. Um, once you're on that wave, you're good. It doesn't feel like you're multitasking. It doesn't feel like um, mm -hmm. hard work. Uh, then when you're not in sync, of course, it's kind of a mess. You know, it's it's very important to to be in sync before performances, during obviously, and after, but before especially because then once you get there, you need to uh, feel the tracks. And you know, as humans, we have the ability to feel more than we normally do um, and use less of our senses than we normally do. And, and when you're when you're creating art and, and multitasking while you're doing it, then you really need to be connected to it to, to break through that, you know, that moment of, ah, uh, uh, you know what I mean? Uh, which is yeah, common of, of many yeah. humans. We're human, like, you know what I mean? <laughs> it's kind of like if you think about like an athlete with the muscle memory, right? And yeah, no, like, exactly. That's the perfect you know, example. You shot because you do it a thousand times <laughs> And you just know where to be and what to do, right? A musician, I think, like, yeah. if you're a guitar player and you learn that guitar, you can get to a point where you could actually, um, you know, kind of not even think about it and, and sing the song and then play the guitar at the same time. And you have that skill yeah. set. I think it's like, so when you started to get into the DJ aspect of it, did you immediately incorporate singing or did you wait until you got to a certain degree of kind of muscle memory on your gear before you incorporated no. your voice or did you do both no really it started uh as a almost as a as a game you know as an experiment i was just djing and obviously i'm a singer so i started throwing vocals in certain things and then i realized that um that was something that came very natural and i could you know do it and and it could be my thing you know <laughs> and it was kind of like a very fast realization because it was very uh you know like i said it came really natural to to sing certain things or, or try certain um tracks on on certain other things um other beats you know or or throw vocals like any freestyle vocals and what i was doing so i was like okay i can i can see myself doing this and uh and developing it more and that was kind of fun you know i would have never found out if i hadn't started djing <laughs> What made you make the decision to do that? 
Uh, well, quarantine had just started. I kind of picked it up in uh, November and December a little bit, but sporadically. Um, and then um, when quarantine hit, obviously there was a lot more time and um, my boyfriend, Flobulus, uh, taught me how to, uh, how to DJ oh, and initially... Oh <laughs> yeah, I yeah. didn't know that he taught you. Yeah, and initially, no, definitely. And initially, you know, he um, he was looking at the way I was doing it and telling me how I was breaking all the rules and and I had to do things a certain way. And then it turns out I created my style with that. So um, I'm, you know, I keep breaking rules and it keeps selling. Uh, yeah. tickets so that's fine <laughs> I, I always say and i think i was talking to phobias about that like like a lot of things in music today like are cross genre or mm -hmm. if you think about yeah. people who are really innovative like people will tell you oh you shouldn't do that chord arrangement that's not what you're supposed to do or like you think about the story like hendrix like he was in the studio and he had the feedback and all the recording engineers were saying like you're not supposed to do that that's not supposed to be on the record right so when yeah when you get people who who kind of say we're they break the rules it becomes like then that becomes the norm uh, mm -hmm. but you have to be kind of like the the people that you know the, the new guard or you know the brave you know person that goes out and decides that i'm gonna do what yeah. i think is right rather than what everybody says you should do mm -hmm. absolutely i think that's like the feel but it's it's really cool that you found like this new way to express yourself since the last time we talked and mm -hmm. um yeah, definitely. Like you said, it's actually working for you. It's, so you're finding a good response from your fan base. Mm -hmm. Yeah, very good. Um, and, you know, right now, obviously, life is hard with shows and everything. Musicians are being limited a lot in many ways, um, especially the, the performing live aspect. But um, in many ways, including like, you know, streaming and copyright issues for DJs online. And I could go on and on. But uh, surprisingly enough, things are going very well um, right now for me in terms of uh, performing and, and, uh, and, and music um, in general. So, yeah. You know, I feel like once one um, gets on, you know, on the right track, no matter what's going on in the world, the rest is just excuses. You know, there's people sitting on the couch and there's people making music and that's not going to change whether it's, you know, um, life being back to normal or quarantine. So I think that people that uh, are working towards what they're trying to do uh, shouldn't be scared of, of what's out there. You know, not too much, at least. Yeah, so you definitely are, are feeling it. Well, yeah, I, I've seen that on your Instagram that you're you're doing these live shows. You were in Florida. Do you do you have more live shows scheduled? Yes. Um, so after Florida, I had uh, a lot of shows in New York, pretty much like every weekend since uh, since I came back at the end of March. Um, I performed for Synchro Events, uh, Radioactive Pulse, um, a bunch of um, you know New York uh, New York based um, companies that that throw EDM events and uh, and uh, all these uh, these cool events that we all need right now. Um, and uh, now I'm getting ready to leave for Italy in two weeks, where I will have um, a couple shows. Uh, definitely, um, you know, a, a set like a DJ set, but also um, most importantly, my my jazz shows that I that I do when I go to Italy. That uh, for the moment I've been doing exclusively over there, but but that's about to change. Um, and then uh, hopefully uh, when I come back, I'll have a little bit of time. I have a show in Baltimore coming up um, by Bass Synergy Productions. Um, and uh, what else? A show in Phoenix and one in Michigan, uh, of which I still need to learn the details because right now that's how that's how things are done, I guess. Uh, <laughs> so uh, so once they let me know, 
yeah, I'll be able to update them on the website, but they're already there. The dates are already there. So if people want to um, go on the KendraBlackMusic.com slash shows section of the website, they can already see the dates, even though some details are missing. So you, I know you had talked about when you went to perform in Italy before with like orchestras and with um, like a lot more classical based music, different than what you do with the DJ type. Of yeah. Story. Yeah. And, uh, you're saying that you, you mentioned that that you're going to do it beyond not not just do it in italy you kind of hinted you're going to do it in other places um yeah i mean that's you know obviously uh not the main direction i'm going in but i really love it and it's got a really good response and uh it's cool because um it's modern songs um jazz ad adaptations of modern songs so it kind of like combines um a, like a classic vibe with like more modern innovative things which are obviously uh you know what i'm all yeah. about you know yeah, all about taking cool. you know things and, and and revamping them and and making you know new versions of them and stuff um so i will be having a few shows in new york um for that uh i don't know when uh yet because um this whole jazz wave is, is going to be brought to new york for the first time <laughs> it, yeah, it was usually only in is that huh? with the musicians from Italy coming to New York or other people just Oh, no. I mean, they uh they will in the future, but um I'm, you know, I'm I'm just going to do my thing and uh when I'm in Sicily, um I perform with them. Uh but they have their thing going on in Europe and I have like my I thing. So if you were kind of bringing yeah. that vibe with the, the I would love to. Yeah, yeah no. No, that. absolutely. So, yeah, from what you told me before, mm -hmm. I think I actually saw a piece of it or you shared some audio yeah i know a couple of years and i heard it and it was really i was very impressed with that i was like well if that could come to new york that would be cool i, I like yeah it. no yeah, definitely that's, that's a great <laughs> idea i would love to see that because um, yes yeah I mean, no i'll definitely let you know um about those um i feel like in, especially in the summer people are really gonna gonna get a kick out of that <laughs> yeah that, that's really exciting so yeah I, I don't so i mean is there anything else you want to tell your fans about that i know yes um, yeah. definitely yeah. Uh, well, Emerald Sounds, um, as, as you started mentioning at the beginning, the reason why I didn't want to go into it immediately is that, um, you know, I, I wanted all this to come first and then talk about what I'm doing with Emerald. Uh, so basically, you know, as you know, I'm, I'm independent. Um, I'm not one of those, uh, you know, um, hard-headed people that want to stay independent all their lives. But at the same time, I'm proud to say I'm not looking, you know, because um, I happen to be growing and doing really well um, with, uh, with, you know, what I have. And obviously, I'd love for my team to grow even more. I'm currently uh, putting together a more extensive crew uh, for when I go and do these shows because uh, sometimes uh, that is lacking, you know. You think you can just show up and, and, and play, but um, that is not the case. doesn't matter where you go, really. How big or small the show is, you always need your people. So I'm currently adding people to my team because, um, you know, a couple aren't enough. Um, and um, what else? Yeah, you know, basically just uh, building uh, my, my my PR, for example. I, I started working with uh, Instinct Media Productions, and they have all these other um, avenues and things that um, they're working on that uh, that they're basically um, implementing for me and for the company. So, um yeah, what what I was <laughs> where I was going with this was uh, I feel like what we don't really focus on in this industry is creating um, opportunities that are available to artists um, 
to just grab by themselves without needing to be signed, to be put on a shelf, to be turned into something they're not, without feeling like the world is going to end if they don't take a certain opportunity or don't change themselves or don't grasp that one shot. I mean, this was cool back in the day. It was great. That whole like vibe of like, oh, I'm going to make it today because this is my one shot. That was great. I'm not hating on that. But things have changed and people are not only we're more but also given the resources and and um and, and where we are at now in life and, and in the world there's more people doing more of the same things um quickly quickly and and, and you know and more um you know everywhere so <laughs> what i'm trying to say is uh we need to change the system a little bit so what i wanted to create and what i'm trying to um develop with emerald is a system that helps artists um regardless of their um you know management status or whatever a safe space a safe platform where they can come in and pick um what they need what elements they're lacking you know they can consult with us and and uh, have us kind of like tell them what they're lacking or they can come to us with an idea like all right um i need music to release or i need uh, i have all this music i need a platform to release it and i don't know anything about how to register music i don't know anything or i need a videographer because i have this album that i just uh, recorded imagine a world where they can just go on this platforms work with uh, a bunch of trusted professionals if they don't like one they're on to the next the company doesn't make money unless the artist goes with the pick so that means that it's unlimited browsing no finders fees or anything um plus they can use the service as many times as they want only you know paying for what they need if anything sometimes it's not a pay it's a campaign which will then make them more money than they spent looking for the campaign itself you know what i mean um and obviously the whole record label part with the whole you know technicalities of it another thing that i think is important is teaching artists how royalties work publishing works because i didn't know those things when i started my friends don't know these things um even now you know at the present moment some of them so it's like it's a very dangerous uh territory because i feel like the reason why we don't know these things and there's no proper um step for artists to learn these things or courses that um are centered towards it you know because i'm not saying like there's no resources out there there's many but at the same time is an artist today in this day and age really gonna spend that much time sitting down and learning about publishing and royalties as before writing any music. No, they're not going to, they're going to go through the whole process and then look for somebody to save them. And that's very dangerous because as long as we won't know these things, then um, we won't be able to know what's fair and what's not for us and for the people we're working with as well, you know, because then an artist that doesn't know will go around um, making um, collaborations that will then damage other people. So I feel like this whole, um, this whole, pyramid needs to you know needs to end we should all be um able to access the same resources and that way it can be based on talent because unless we all start from the same finish line or at least unless we have all of these things available to us equally we won't know who really deserves to be up there or not you know what i mean because we're all built up by something and somebody or well not as independent artists but that's my point you know so if we had the same um 
um, accessibility to these things, then that would be a game changer. And that's what I'm trying to create with the company and showing people also that, you know, you can build a team. You don't need to have a manager that takes care of everything you do. That's a great thing. But also if you don't, then there's no excuse to not build your team and find a photographer that's coming to you, coming with you to every show, uh, a PR that works for you, uh, crew guys for your shows, you know, like you don't need a manager to put that together. And that's yeah. the, you know, the system behind that the, the best aspects of like the old kind of school where you, when you did get signed you had like art a and r like yeah no that was great they had an a and r <laughs> they had management they get them on the road they dress them up you know so the supremes all had their gowns they had people taught them how their etiquette taught mm -hmm. them how to you know present themselves when they were out because labels like back then they actually you know whatever stories about how they didn't do what they needed to do um, and maybe they took too much money, but um, <laughs> from the artist. But but they did have this idea that you should train your artist. They mm -hmm. should get them on the road, get them into a like a review because the Motown had a review, and that's kind of like sounds like what you're trying to build with your artists. Is like they would go out on the road in the four tops, Temptations, Supremes. They'd all be playing at these gigs, like yeah, multiple bands, and that seems like the kind of vibe that's going on today. You get mm -hmm. collectives. Like yeah. Get pop collectives, they'll get EDM collectives, techno collectives, you know, rock collectives, and they'll get all these indie bands and they'll go all play kind of like the dead. They feel mm -hmm. like that you believe in the music, you do it because you believe in it. Um, yeah. But like what you said, it's really important to know how to register your music with like a pro organization like a BMI or an ASCAP. Mm -hmm. You know, I, I as an indie artist since like 20, 2008, I've been like, you know, register my stuff on BMI and pro and making sure I control my Yeah, app. and some people don't know the steps, you know, they don't know how publishing royalties work, they don't know about sound exchange, they don't yeah, know about yeah. copywriting yeah. things, and those are all essential things because without that, artists are going to keep getting screwed over and you know, hopefully not, but they might even screw over other people, not knowing yeah. what these things are, you know? So, so it's very important for me to create something that structures it a little more. Also for somebody that struggles with perfectionism like myself, uh, it's incredibly frustrating that this industry after all these years is still like wild in the ways that it is. I don't mind it being wild. That's the, the whole wow. reason why we love music. But, but what I mean yeah. by wild is that somebody that wants to do it gets into it, having no idea what to do and getting screwed over at the beginning is almost part of the game. You know, it shouldn't yeah. be like that. Like, yeah, it's like you, know, you get the you get a guitar player that doesn't care about business, right? Like, mm -hmm. like famous like guy that I was talking about, Jimi Hendrix used to sign every contract he could sign. He didn't really <laughs> care what he was doing. That's a mm -hmm. real story. He would sign every contract anybody put in front of him. He had multiple <laughs> contracts that contradicted other contracts. And so what <laughs> happened is he, he had publishing on um, publishing and people fighting rights, you know, after he died, you know, even now. Yeah. Uh, no, yeah. Because, yeah. because he just wanted to play the gig. And if you think about it, there's a lot of artists like that. But yeah. it's like they're just, they're just talented and they don't they don't have a business sense, right? Because they're they're in that that's kind of hard and, and people will take there are sharks that will take advantage of that and Many. so you, even the great guys you know you can find stories about like all the great bands like the beatles the beatles didn't get a good deal at the beginning no they were, like, getting a really bad deal i mean they only got a good deal like in the mid 70s yeah we, we, we did all their deals i mean all the big rock and roll bands had to renegotiate in the mid 70s 
compared yeah. to what they were doing in the 60s. I mean, it's, even big guys like the Stones and the Beatles and Zeppelin, they didn't have the best contracts at the beginning. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, I mean, it's like a, it's a common story. That, you know, and I think the, every musician needs to kind of think about what you're saying. They need to read a little bit. They need to find somebody like an advocate like you. You go to Emerald Sound and find out what you guys offer because, you know, that's the thing. You know, if it can become a hub where people have questions about whatever it is and go on and find the help that they need to for things to run smoothly, then you know, I'm happy. <laughs> yeah, well, I think it's a great thing to, to offer those kind of services, kind of like a a la carte, and you get you you take what you need or you you decide that you need more or you need less, and I I think it's cool that you give that kind of latitude um yeah no definitely because a lot of artists you know we're kind of starving artists you might not have enough to do the whole package you know but that's the thing yeah when you make these things accessible and and make sure that people know that they can have unlimited you know unlimited consultations unlimited browsing then at that point you know you're giving them at least the opportunity at least the tools available in front of them to do what they need to do and then it's up to you know up to a lot of factors whether they do it or not but at least you're giving them that opportunity that's that's what i I strive for (laughs) well other point you said that i think it's real important is in this in this kind of game of the industry there is a lot of say you must give me x amount of money in three days or 20 days or it's off the table there's a lot of yeah kind of of putting pressure on people and they're saying oh that's my only opportunity i better go find a way to get like mm-hmm. X amount of money because they tell me I got to get this in 10 days or 20 days or 30 days. And you're like, why? Yeah. <laughs> you know, because like, like you're still here. You're like, you, your work is good yesterday. It's good tomorrow. It's good four days from now. Good uh, a year from now. What, why do we got to do it in 20 days? But um, regardless, <laughs> um, yeah, I think it's great where you are. And you know what's going yeah. on with COVID, and you you're able to get back on the road, which is a lot of guys I've been talking to for the last year. They're they're struggling to do that, so that's really encouraging. That it's they, a struggle. Yeah, that you found a way to do it. <laughs> it's not always smooth, but uh, it's happening. <laughs> that's a good thing. That's a really good thing. And so we're we're trying to do you know ourselves this uh, thing in July to get people mm-hmm. who are having trouble. You know, getting out to the people doing doing a, a live performance through this platform, and um, yeah, yeah, we've got about eighteen bands so far out of nice. the six we've talked to uh, since twenty eighteen, and so we're pretty happy where we are. You know, it's going to be our first attempt to do this, so we're growing pains. You know, you do a festival, you hope everybody, you know, you you fill all the time slots, you try to get everybody in, and it's like you know, if somebody doesn't show up, somebody else got to fill in where something happens. Yeah. <laughs> kind of like it's live it's whatever it's gonna have a lot of technicalities yeah you do what you gotta do but you know it's all gonna be fun it's all gonna be good you know i think there's a lot yeah no i can't wait yeah so we're Mm -hmm. happy to have you you on a program we're just pointing out you're gonna be on i think the last day which is the 18th with flovius you both are gonna be on yes i believe we're on the 18th correct yeah yeah yeah, you are And we might want to uh, do a little. I've been doing run-throughs. I actually did a run-through with a Swedish band last night, um, mm-hmm. and, and they 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 did they did pretty, came out pretty good. It, it kind of nice. depends on uh, each band's capability. You know what, what they what they can do with the kind of gear they got. You know, it's everybody. Yeah, with the with the tech. Yeah, with the, um, um, all the because on, doing things online is a little different. Uh, you need good. Uh, 
I can't find the hardware, you know, good hardware to connect to your gear and to the computer. And then based on that, it can make or break a performance. It's, yeah. <laughs> it's uh, something that we all figured out last year. Yeah. And then, then you get like Comcast all decides to throttle down right when you want to do something. <laughs> so it's like you can do everything you can. And if the Comcast or AT&T goes and says, well, we're going to throttle this whole area. <laughs> they're, not, they're not getting the full speed. There's, there's not much yeah. to do about that. <laughs> I know that happens too. <laughs> but um, yeah, we're all trying to do what we can until we can get in front of people. But um, and on the live situation, but we're glad that you are still pushing forward. Emerald Sound is is phenomenal. You got the two new songs coming Thank out. You. Everybody should click the link here to check out everything you're doing in terms of your tour dates and your performances and all your stuff is there. So everybody, mm -hmm. you know, this is going to be a permanent All link. on my website. Yeah. And this is going to be out on our Facebook, our YouTube and Twitch. It's live now, but this will also go back to our um, audio only and they won't see the link, but you know, we can, we'll put the link in the write-up. So, oh, uh, so are we releasing both the video and audio? Yeah. Yeah. The ability of this show where people don't think we went off anchor, we're still part of Anchor. What happens is the video, after we're done, we convert it. It takes like an hour, but <laughs> it then goes back out. Could happen less now, but it goes out to 11 platforms, including Apple, uh, Radio Public, Spotify. There's like tons of them. Um, cool. But we have a deal for distribution, so everything comes from here. It's nice. converted to audio, goes out on the on the old old platforms. Which Perfect. Are today are still a lot of people like podcast audio only because mm -hmm. they they still like it and so but we yeah we've, when uh, you're driving and like you know that's also the beauty of podcasts you put it on like music and yeah but this version is cool because when we can we we can do the youtube video works really good for some reason youtube works better on this platform for some reason oh so uh, can we send in a, a last video before we end if you have a youtube link and i do to me, I can yes. go and put it up. Let's do it. <laughs> okay, so uh, I know we're coming close to an end, and uh, I want to show a video of, let me get the link, one of my performances to kind of, you know, to give an idea of what we've been talking about and, and this new way I have of performing and why it's different from, you know, what I've been doing before and, and from what um, DJs out there do or, or singers out there do. It. And we can share that link on uh, on the right up too. So, but we'll absolutely. Yeah, as soon as you get it, I'll have it. <laughs> Here we go. Yep, I just sent it to you. Oh, okay, I see it. I just have to grab the link. Where it doesn't play. Yep. I have to put it into a special window. To play, <laughs> kind of like using Zoom, you can share the screen. Oh, you can't with this one? No, you can. That's what I'm saying. Oh, you can. Oh, perfect. Make sure to play it from the beginning. Yeah, I've got to play it. Make sure to, somehow. yeah, yeah. It, it always <laughs> wants to start before you. I know, right? <laughs> So we've got the window. You see the window coming up, right? Yeah. No, I see it. I just have to go in there and, and get make it like bigger. Cool. So when it launches, it'll be the whole thing. Cool. 
So now when it launches, it's going to be the whole thing. And then I'll mute your mic and my mic so the sound will come in better. Okay. Cool. Well, the video is, is an hour long, so I'd say show the first few minutes, maybe, <laughs> so oh, that we don't. Oh, an hour. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I, I it was a short clip. So I'll just do no. maybe like two minutes. Two minutes is good. Like, yeah, yeah, exactly. Like two, three minutes. I'm gonna, I started the video with a, with a song to introduce like the set. And then there's like the beginning of the set that you can leave on. And, uh, you know, maybe let's do like five minutes um or three minutes something like that so we get in like yeah. the main parts yeah. <laughs> I, if i do it from the beginning i can run like five minutes if you want cool let's do that i'll do that so then we go into it
This is uh, Pamela Joseph back, Tender Black, and um, that was a pretty cool performance. Yeah, um, yeah thank you. That's pretty. I, I think um, for some reason the YouTube comes in a little better. I don't know why it worked better, but um, that it's was a really laggy cool. day. It's okay. <laughs> yeah, but I like uh, I like um, I like the whole effect of in that studio, like with, thank the, you. with the graphic on the on the on the on the. I guess you have um that that performance um stand that you're on is able to do graphics and then you have oh yeah on. no it's a great venue alchemy is um is a place where they uh they stream it but it's also happening in real time and then people can go uh but it's also like a streaming um performance with like episodes so that's that's nice yeah no i really so enjoyed like, that show. electronic musicians play there or do can bands play there um, I think it's more like DJs, or that's what they've been having so far. But it may change. <laughs> yeah, with I was like, actually, yeah, because of COVID, and also like what I was thinking about in the future is like you know, I I, I deal with a talk to a lot of rock bands, you know, to a band like nice five piece rock bands that would love to have a spot like that to stream from. Mm -hmm. Think about it because like if they could do a performance and reach a a, lot, a big audience, you know. Yeah. No. Definitely in a cool way so that that's cool what you're doing there it kind of gave, gave me an idea <laughs> yeah no yeah and i'm not sure if i was the first singer i think i was the first singer that performed there but uh i was definitely the first woman that performed there so that was a that was a big step <laughs> that was fun yeah so you broke ground so maybe i say hey what happens if you actually have a band play you know what if you have a guy <laughs> bring a marshall stack and you might get up and crunch it out you know that would be cool. Metal, like I was talking to this German band, and they were doing this really heavy metal, and I'm like, "Yeah, I still believe in that. I still like Ozzy." Um, yeah. No, I love metal. My my brother sings metal. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I could like, oh, I could picture that. That could be a cool thing. Um, but yeah, it was great to actually be able to show people a performance. That's one thing we like about this new podcast is we have been showing people's YouTube videos, their music videos in full. And we typically will, every time you come on, if you have an album or an EP or a single, we actually will play the whole thing. And we use that as like the basis of the conversation. Nice. So people actually get to hear the band that we're talking about or the, or the song we're talking about 
and compared to the other show, we did talk about it, but you know, it's nothing like actually seeing a performance. I was glad we were able to show like five minutes of that. Yeah. So had a good feel for what you're Definitely. doing. Definitely. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, when, when these things are out, if you want, we can uh, premiere them. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We love to do that. So if you've got the time uh, and, um, you know, you've got, like, you're, you're, you, you'll let me do it. Because some people, some some companies, like, they won't let us show the whole thing. Mm-hmm. Like, okay, fine. We won't do it. Well, not before the release, but the day of the release on, then we're good. Yeah, you know? well, a lot of times <laughs> we talk to people, like, a day or two, a week after, and they, mm-hmm. they let me do it. But, nice. Like, yeah. Unless you're like, if, and we run to some guys that are totally like do it yourself, and and okay, they do have it, so don't do it. Yeah. <laughs> but, but um, yeah, we're 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 happy that you came back on the program. We're excited. Same. Thanks for having me. Yeah. So uh, we're, this is gonna be out on my channel. It's out right now. We'll send you the links after we're done. So you perfect. And uh, thank you, and you have have a safe weekend. Are you are you performing this weekend? Uh, yes, actually, um, tomorrow. But it's uh, it's a private party. It's not a show. And then I might have one more show before I leave for Italy. Um, you know, before catching my plane the next day. So we'll see if that uh, <laughs> if if I'm able to to do that because it's really it's cutting it really close. Um, but if not, there'll be plenty of shows when I come back. That's cool. Well, good luck, I and mean, when you go to Italy, I would love to. Thank you. Gonna you. Film that? You gonna film that? Uh, yeah, I might film a lot of a lot of parts of the trip. Um, we have a GoPro 360, so that's a pretty fun toy to record vacations and stuff, <laughs> and shows, of course. In yeah. the shows, like you gotta get like a good, like a good video. Oh yeah, no, absolutely. I have yeah. a, I actually have lots of shows that I have to post about um, after the Miami show that I did. I'm just like late posting because so much has been going on, but I'm gonna be releasing those soon as well, and uh, I'm filming the one in Italy. So everything will be on KendraBlackMusic.com. Yeah, yeah. That and my social media platforms as usual. Okay. Well, thank you. Everybody check out uh, com. Check out Emerald Sound. I know you're on Instagram. You're probably on Facebook too, right? You're probably everywhere. Like, mm-hmm. you're on, yeah. Um, well, as Kendra, it's Kendra Black Music everywhere except for Twitter, which is Kendra Black Live. And then Emerald Sounds is uh, Emerald Sounds Company and uh, Emerald Sounds Co. on Twitter. <laughs> cool. cool. It's always good to get out there. Yeah, definitely. It's okay. Okay. Thank you. Have a good night. Thank you. Bye.